guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Atlas Project. My name is Chris. And I'm also Chris. And today we have a very special guest near and dear to my heart. Oh, we like to do drum rolls here. Lindsay Elm. Hey! Yes. Wow. (laughs) So uh, thank you so much for agreeing. Of course. You're the best. This is going to be fun. I'm in an Elm sandwich right now. (laughs) Oh my God. Does it feel weird? No. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start off with just a little introductory. I know that a lot of people know you, so you don't have to go too detailed, but just tell us about yourself. What are your passions? What do you love to do? Sweet. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me. It's awesome to be on the Atlas Project. And you guys, if you were in this room right now, it's like vibe central. So I'm feeling very creatively inspired. Thank I love you, it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, my name is Lindsay. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, worship leader based out of Northern California. Um, I'm also an elm, so yes, I'm related to one of the Chris's in here. Hey. Um, we're cousins, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and I'm a worship leader at my church. It's called the Father's House in Vacaville. Um, I'm on staff there currently right now in the worship department. And yeah, I love music. I love to sing. I love to play. Um, I'm also, I love athletics and sports, and I've kind of been that way my entire life. And um I love people. I love to encourage people, help people in any way that I can, um, hopefully inspire people to also pursue after their dreams. And I'm passionate about life and love and music, and um, I'm pas- passionate about uh, just helping people see the best versions of themselves. So that's what I would say. Love it. That's, that's real. <laughs> that <laughs> the best real. cousin of them all. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you, do you want to start off with any questions or... I kind of want to go over the typical, uh, the voice, yeah. the, the typical question that you always get. Of course. So how was it? Yeah. So um, I was on NBC's The Voice, yes, which is crazy. Um, I was on season nine. So what's crazy is that it was three years ago at this point since right. it aired. So it feels a little far away now, but yet there's still memories and everything that are still so fresh. But right. that experience was life-changing. It was definitely a marker in my life that I never saw coming by any means. I mean, I wouldn't have called myself a singer-songwriter or a musician or anybody in that realm growing up. I I didn't think that that was something that I could do. And so um, trying out for the show and getting onto that, you know, the whole process and and walking through it, um, it definitely taught me so much. And it gave me that confidence and just assurance that I needed as I was kind of exploring, oh, should I do music or, right. or how does that, how does that work? You know, can I do this? And so that whole experience taught me that, Hey, like you have what it takes, you have a voice, you should use it in whatever ca- capacity that you want. And so, um, it was, it was life changing. It was out of this world. It was, um, the coolest summer of my life for sure <laughs> no, as tight. we were recording and doing everything. Um, but it was something that I'll never forget. And I feel like it was a launching pad and kind of a starting moment for me right. creatively to be able to step into something that I hadn't been able to step into before. You said it was like super long ago. And I, I had, I know people that were like on, you know, like dance shows, like ABDC world of dance. Yeah. Did you ever feel like internally, like, how long can I ride this wave of like mm. saying that I, I'm on the voice? You know what I mean? Like yeah. not to discredit it, but more of like, there's some people that they, that's their handle for like yeah five years. Right. And it's like, as an artist, you want to kind of expand and like, you appreciate that moment, of course. Yes. But did you internally like know like, okay, I can only, you know, 
this will only be a thing for a certain amount of time. I know I need to push myself even more. Yeah, That's absolutely. Fun. And I think that was, I, I loved writing, and I even called it that, the right. voice wave. Right. After I got off the show, there was kind of the spotlight that hit on me that I had never experienced right. before. And so, you know, walking around town and, I mean, just the support and the love from from our, my hometown and, and just Northern California and everybody in general across the entire United States was amazing. And so, you know, being able to take that and go, OK, let me ride this wave as long as I can. Right. And for me, it did feel like kind of cart before the horse a little bit because I had been, you know, in school. I was in college. I came back. I auditioned for the show. And then, boom, you know, all this stuff started happening. So, you know, I came home and made a website, got right. a band together, right. started gigging, doing all this stuff. And at the end of the day, I'm really proud of that. I'm proud right. of just kind of how hard I worked right off the bat. And, and you know, in that moment, still struggled with, okay, like, am I doing everything I should be doing? Right. But I, I did want to use that notoriety and and that that title of, hey, you were on the show and, right. and utilize the spotlight as best I could. But now I think in the season that I'm in, you know, I rode the wave for as long as I could. And I did, I feel like at the beginning of 2017 is when I really felt kind of that wave start to die down. Right. And it was at that moment when I was like, okay, all this stuff happened, but what do I actually want to do? Right. What do I actually want to do with music and, and how do I want it to look like? Because there were a bunch of people telling me what I should do or, mm-hmm. hey, this is how I should look. This right. is how I should sing or this is how I should you know, portray myself. And so I kind of just wanted to bring it back to the basics after that right. wave ended and go, okay, what do I actually want to do? And the voice is great to be able to use that notoriety to your advantage. But at the end of the day, like every artist is, you want to be known for what mm-hmm. you're doing exactly. just based on Lindsay Elm, not exactly. Lindsay Elm from The Voice. And right. that will always be a special part of my story. But I think at this point, I love it, but it's it's something that I want to kind of branch out of right. and be, okay, I'm just Lindsay. And right. what does Lindsay do as an artist? Well, the, me being an outsider from The Elms, even though like we're, you know, I'm close with the family, I think it was cool, like what you saw on The Voice was what you were even before. So the show didn't yeah. make you, you mm-hmm. made the show. That's you know? good, yeah. So it was cool to kind of be like, she's portraying who she is. Because mm. usually a lot of people, you even shout out Vacaville. A lot <laughs> of people did. are like, when they when they go on those shows, they're like, uh, San Francisco, you know, yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. From the Bay Area. But are you really though? Like, I see you around Vacaville all the time. Right. right? Yeah. So it's cool like to see you just be genuine Thank throughout you. the whole journey. Yeah, so. and that's what I wanted. And I think people were stoked that I said my hometown. Right. Because so many people can't say, I'm from you know, San Francisco, Sacramento. And I was like, no, I'm very proud of where I come from. Right. And I want people to know that this, is, this place made me who I am today. And so to be able to showcase that on a national television and have them come and film parts of Vacaville. Yeah. Like everyone was stoked right. so seeing that like, wait, there's cows exactly. and the downtown sign and all this stuff. And so to be able to use that and, and be, and that was kind of my thing going into it. It was like, I just want to be a hundred percent myself throughout right. the whole process. And I love that you said that. And I'm glad that it portrayed itself through the screen. It was like, right. okay. And, and through everything that I do with my life, I'm like, I want to be completely genuine in everything that I do. I don't want it to come off as, fake or phony or whatever that is it's like no who i am on screen off screen on stage on stage or off stage is who you get and so it's been a cool process coming out of that and just continuing to work on my craft and see where it goes that's wild thanks so you know when you said you had that 2017 was kind of like that down period where you started to see that shift Mm -hmm. what what were you like doing during that time like to like help you 
Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, like, I don't know the <laughs> best way to say it. Yeah, but figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, after the show, I came I came off the show and started gigging full time. I you know told everyone I was like, hey, I want to just try out this music thing, see how it, where it goes, and just started booking gigs and doing different events, doing different shows, and it was awesome. I mean, you guys came and filmed right, right. some moment. It was awesome and just really cool moment to see all these people come together and be cheering me on and rooting me on. And so I was doing all of that. Um, I was super busy that year and loved it, loved every minute of it. But I was doing shows, you know, I I wrote and I was writing as much as I could. And I put out my own EP called All My Love. And that was awesome to be able to put out original music and content that I could be proud of. And so I was like, okay, how could I be an original artist and start writing music and all of that? And so I was doing kind of all of these things at once, as well as playing covers. And so at the end of the day, at that beginning of the year, I was going, okay, what do I actually want to see myself doing? How can I sustain this in the long term? Right. You know, because like, I don't want to just be known as the girl that's singing a bunch of covers, right. which there's nothing wrong with that. It's super fun to be able to go out and play songs that you love. Yeah, because there are artists now that are just known. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like Travis Garland, even yeah. though he, like he's super talented, he's only like really known for his covers. Yeah, absolutely. And a bunch of people on YouTube, that's how they make their living now right. is they do a bunch of cover videos. And so I was kind of in this place of like, okay, do I want to go that direction? Do I want to go more original? And, you know, I have kind of this soulful tone in my voice, pop tone in my voice, and but I don't want to just, you know, go directly the pop route. You know, there I have kind of morals and standards and values for myself that was like, okay, I don't want to compromise on some of these things and just, again, be genuine as much as I can. And so at that time, I was like, okay, what do I actually want to do? And so I've always felt kind of this, this pull of, I want to write music that means something and makes an impact on people. But then there's also this worship side to me because I've grown up in the church my whole life and been around it. My dad was a worship leader. So I kind of felt this tug of like, okay, how can I do both? How can I focus on both? And I think at that time I started to pour myself more into the worship side and started leading out more. And, and I think what's cool is that the you know, gigging full time and having a band and all of that helps me be able to learn how to direct a band. Because right. before I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, how do I tell people who have more musical knowledge than I do <laughs> what to do? Right. Because I'm coming off like, I'm this girl who is, you know, learned how to play guitar after high school. And how do I tell people that know more than me what to do? And how do I do it in, in a good way? And so I feel like all of those things helped me up until that moment to then go, okay, I kind of want to focus on worship a little bit more. And I love being creative, but I also love stability too. And that's facts. You know, it's <laughs> right, hard. Right. It's like, and I feel like our generation struggles with that. Where it's, it's like, I have all these dreams and these passions and these things I want to do, but I have to make money. <laughs> like, right, how do I pay the bills right. and how do I, you know, stay ahead of the game? And so I think at that time it was like, okay, I need something. I just kind of want to feel solidified and stable and also just allow myself to have the time to experiment creatively and figure out, okay, what do I actually want to do and not feel this pressure of this national spotlight on me of like, I have to do this right now, you know? Okay. So that kind of segues into my only question for you (laughs) since I know you so well. Um, Did you, so like with the transition from, you know, doing all the gigs and everything into worship, I felt like there was no, like a part of the family, there was no like, Hey guys, just so you know, I'm going to start doing worship now. You know what I mean? Like it was never like, it just kind of happened. Yeah. But was there any like anxiety or like question 
not question, like essentially, did it feel like you were a failure because you were mm. like stopping the dream of like the voice and like the gigs and all that? Or did did the the gigs kind of just happen and you're like, okay, it's fine. I don't need to like go that route. You yeah, I mean? no, that's a great question. And I think I did struggle with just kind of the feeling of, okay, where do I go from here and feeling a little lost? Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously I'm competitive and want to be the best that I no possibly way. can be. Right. No way. You're not that at all. <laughs> I want to be the best that I can be. And so I kind of felt like, okay, if I don't want to continue in this route of gigging every weekend and playing all these shows and doing this stuff, is that a failure? Is that a failure? Yeah. And, and I, I've learned about myself that I do really care what people think about me. And I, I try to suppress that. And I think it's important to have healthy wisdom and guidance, but it was kind of going, okay, what do I actually want to do and not worry about the people's perception of me right. or, Hey, this should be your next step into it. I'm like, well, what if I don't want to do that just yeah. yet? What if I want to just kind of take some time to kind of go hidden for a little while, kind right. of go dark and just figure out, okay, creatively, what do I want to do? And like I said before, it felt because I wasn't like that growing up, I, I did. And I still do struggle with kind of creative frustration of, do I have what it takes? Do I have, you know, how, what is that going to look like? I want to put out projects that mean something and that are meaningful and genuine, but I don't want to do it unless it's going to be perfect. Right, <laughs> and yeah. I struggle with perfectionism for sure. I'm just, I want it to be good all the time. And so, but yeah, I didn't really say what I was doing at that time. I think I just started going Oh, Okay. I kind of want to want to have something a little bit more, I don't know, stable as far as work wise. And then also start going into this realm of, of worship and, and experience like experiencing what that feels like as a worship leader and, and pursuing after that calling of my life. And so, yeah, yeah, I did struggle with the feeling of failure or just like not living up to people's expectations. Um, and there was definitely rejection and disappointment even after the show that I had to walk through because I knew that there was going to be a moment of disappointment, but right. of course I wanted to make it farther than I did. Right. But yeah. I, if anything, I was very grateful for the opportunity, but still had to walk through that feeling of, okay, this was my life. This consumed my life for almost a year and now it's not there. So now what do I do? You know? So I did struggle with that for a little bit and, and I don't think I really wanted to say, cause I didn't want to, I'm always like, I don't want to let people down. Yeah. Even if it's something that I don't, I'm like, I, this, I don't want to do that right now. I want to kind of change gears and focus on this creative aspect, but yet you feel like you're letting people down. Yeah. For whatever reason. Um, but I did struggle with that for a little while. Yeah. I think that's the hard part now. It's like you want you want to keep people that you care about, you know, you want to let them know what's going on. But sometimes you have to like if you have their inner I mean, what, what am I trying to say? If you have their like voice kind of mm -hmm. speak to you and try to give you advice, sometimes their advice isn't needed at the right it's it's not needed at that certain moment. Sometimes right. you got to make your own. If you're going to fail, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. Like you have to go through it on your own sometimes and then kind of learn from it. Cause yeah. if you base every decision you make off the people you care, care about, you're going to be going crazy. Exactly. So. For the record, when I use failure, that was a lack of a better term. <laughs> How do you, you know what I mean? How dare, How dare you? But it's like it's like as if like because we started our business and if and if this kind of just dwindled out and we stopped classic, I would feel like we failed mm. in a sense because it was like we we pushed after it one hundred and ten percent. But w what I think is 
with the gigging and the voice and all that whole side of you, I feel like that was a stepping stone mm. into what is coming. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Because it's like, dude, you you left for the voice and then she comes back. Like her voice was good before, but like it right. was a thousand times better. Right. And and then y- y- your confidence, the, mm. just being like, I was there when you got kicked off. Yeah. That is the most intimidating thing. Right. I, I cannot believe that you just went out onto the stage and, and, and sang, you know right. what I mean? It just, yeah. that blows my mind, especially for somebody that didn't, you know, grow up musically, you yeah. know? So it's just, yeah. No. And yeah. I'm, and it's, I understood what your term was. It's, it's not feeling like a failure, but, but it is when, when a dream doesn't go the way that you planned or envisioned it in your head and you kind of have this letdown moment, you go, was that failure? It's like, no, because if anything, starting a business, stepping out onto a stage, you know, any type of creative project, it's not a failure. And because you're, I would rather fall flat on my face doing something and be able to get back up than never know what right. the possibility could have been if I hadn't have tried. Exactly, and yeah. that was kind of the whole point of the voice anyways, was looking at it going, okay, I feel like I'm going to regret this if I don't try and right. actually, you know, go for it. And so, but what it did give me, I think the main thing is focusing not on the things that I didn't get out of it, but the things that I got out of it right. was like, whoa, this was like such a stepping stone and a launching pad for me to step into what I'm doing now and mm-hmm. what I'm going to continue to do in any creative avenue that you walk into at right. whatever point in your life. And so I think it's super cool to be able to step out into something and watch what you learn along the way. It's not so much about, I mean, it's cheesy, but it's like, it's not about the destination, but it's about the journey, you know, it is but it really about. is. And it's like every part of your life is going to teach you different things. And I definitely did feel no matter what, that everything that led up to that moment, like everything in my life led up to that and right. now, and it was that whole, Truly. the whole voice experience was, it's, it's so amazing and it's so great, but it's also not reality. Because Facts. you're in this sound stage with all these people and it it's there's so much more high pressure stakes. Yeah. But I think playing basketball and being athletic growing up in school and everything that I had gone through, that helped me in that moment to be able to step out onto that stage and right. go, No, okay, I'm gonna do what I believe I'm here to do and I'm gonna step out and go for it and see what happens and kind of always been that type of person anyways just like I just want to see what happens and go for it and but I think I've had to walk through that season of it's not necessarily failure but working through those emotions of maybe feeling insecure or not good enough or not worthy enough to step into something creatively and I mean being creative is hard it's hard work it's Mm -hmm. abstract it's because you know you'll look at something and go I'm, I struggle with this. I'll, I'll write out a song or write out lyrics and then I'm like, oh, I hate it. And I want to tear it up and rip it up and go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bounce off what yeah. you just said that you said art is like abstract. Mm-hmm. But being on a show like The Voice, I, you know, essentially they're facing, they're not even looking at you. They're just listening to, right. to your voice. And they're trying to hear something that either, what am I trying to say? Like sounds familiar to their liking. Uh, so did you feel pressure to kind of like, uh, I'm trying to get super deep right now. I'm, I'm lost at something. But did you feel pressure that you had to like come off super different for th- in order for them to like want to turn around? Or were you just like, I'm going to do me? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, 
the song that I went into my blind audition with, I definitely changed it completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did Megan Trainor's Lips Are Moving and took it and completely flipped it on its head. So there was a risk going into that moment of, will they even like this? Are they going to get it? I don't know. And then it is super intimidating because they're basing it just on the voice, right. at least in that moment, going, okay, this is what I have, and I'm going to use it as best as I can. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But I knew in that moment, I was like, I want to be perfect, as perfect right. as I possibly can be. And it's only a minute and a half, your blind audition. Right. It's like, that's all you get. And so for me, it was like kind of just resting in the fact that I've prepared as much as I can, and I'm going to go out there, and it's going to be the greatest minute and a half I've had right. in my life like so far. Right. And it'll be awesome to see where it goes. And I did feel a little pressure of, okay, I, I want to come off as somebody that's worthy enough for this opportunity. But right. at the end of the day, it's like I have I can only use what I've been given. So right. hopefully that's enough. And right. in that instance, it was. And right. yeah. I think it was having those chairs turn and just watching that happen. It was like that was the confirmation that I needed at that time in my life of, okay, I do have something. Right. I do have something that's special. I do have something that's worthy of being listened to. And if you put the work in, you put the dedication in, then like just watch what can happen and see where I can go. It's really, really fast. Uh-huh. It's just side tangent. It doesn't even, it just doesn't matter. But just the thought that you are the only person in the world that had that moment mm. from your point of view blows my mind. Right. Because I was just thinking like, man, I wonder what it was like to like see those chairs turn in right. the moment that it happened. It was filmed, but they don't have your perspective. Right. And they, they, they never will. It's always going to yeah. be in Lindsay's head. That's so That is yeah. so crazy to me. It yeah. is cool. Well, in any big significant moment in your life, you're the only one that has those emotions, those feelings, those experiences. And I wish I could put myself oh, back into yeah, that right. moment if I would give anything to give myself back because obviously the farther you get away from it, things start to get blurry. Right, yeah. right. And even in that moment, halfway through when chairs started turning, I've told this before, but I'm just like, I just kind of blacked out and was like, I don't know what's happening, but this is right. cool. So I'm just going to continue to go. But to be able to put yourself back into that moment would be so sweet. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm the only one that has that memory, that experience, just like any of us like, yeah like what so cool go ahead it's my bad okay this this question uh i've always thought this question Mm. even before the podcast wow i i brought it up to elm earlier today i was like can i ask this (laughs) i'm gonna be 100 dude i completely i was like okay because in vacaville everyone knows the elms Mm. as creative cats and you guys are all cats dogs whatever you want to be called (laughs) (laughs) but you guys are super creative david even michael Shout out Michael. Shout out <laughs> Michael. Even, no, I'm just I don't know. <laughs> no, but um, of course there was support within your guys' art, but w- was there also like a sense of like competitiveness of like, mm. you know. Oh, I remember this question. You know, though. like, yeah. did you like, did you look at Chris and like, man, he's killing it? Not necessarily from the field, but more of like that, um, where he was at in yeah. his life. Was there any sort of comparison be- between the the elm and you're just talking about in general in general in general we can talk about art let's oh, say man. let's say in the art art field okay was yeah. it ever sort of like man he's doing it or she's doing it i don't know about i think it's healthy competition maybe that we have uh-huh. but what's cool is that and something that i've marveled at as far as our family goes is just that we're all creative in different ways or right. we have different 
facets of creativity that all work together. I mean, it's cool because I can come in musically and work on something. I I mean, one of my biggest inspirations was my dad. I grew up listening to him and he was a worship leader for many years. And I was kind of, I watched him and saw how he did it. And then watching you guys and watching Chris grow in his video gifting and be like, whoa, how does he see those angles? And man, like, how do you have that creative eye and watching that, but being able to work together and go, okay, I can call on him. Hey, I've got a video project for a song, Mm -hmm. you know, and you guys have filmed stuff for me, which is awesome. My aunt Shelly, photographer, Mm -hmm. I can take her up and be like, hey, can you do a photo shoot with me? That's awesome. You know, even Michael. Michael has photography. He's like, hey, can I? I love that when you say even Michael. Even Michael. Dude, Michael's done. Michael could take me up on a plane right now and fly me to wherever I need to go. Or, you know, for his photography and and web design. And and he will look super sharp as he's doing it. Yes, he will. Well, and he helped me with web design and email and marketing and stuff right after I got off the show. And so just utilizing him. And then my brother is just like creative extreme just has so many amazing ideas and so i feel like instead of competing with each other we play off of each other and we're able to collaborate with each other which is such a cool thing and i've told our family like we should just open up a wedding planning business or something or events because we literally have everything in one so i wouldn't say competition but more collaboration what about you uh i would honestly say the exact same thing Um, okay (laughs) No, it it is true. I felt I've I've honestly felt competition with Lindsay my entire life, uh, just because you know I I start playing basketball right, and I'm good at it. Mm. I'm decent, and then she comes in, she's way better. Mm. And then we would try to do like one v ones, and she just she just wrecked me. And then you know I'm like I'm gonna get into guitar. I'm gonna start playing guitar, and I have Uncle Ron like teach me and everything. And then Lindsay's like. I'm going to start playing guitar. Like, what are you doing over there? Yeah, dude. It's like, it's like Guitar Hero. I've started playing Guitar Hero. She's better at Guitar Hero than me. So, yeah, no, I felt the... But that the is co- like a sibling. Like, no, it is. And it, and it is. It's kind of like a brother-sister thing, right. but we're cousins. So it, it, I've never felt like, dang it. But the funny thing is, and I thought about this one when we were going to ask you, uh, when she got on The Voice, literally anybody that i would meet or like say hi to oh i've been a witness to what yes, you're about to say they, they, <laughs> they would go they would go hey how's it going i'm like oh yeah good and they're like oh what's your name I'm like oh i'm chris chris Elm, you know whatever and then they'd be like oh how's Lindsay?" <laughs> like, she's great i'm doing okay as well <laughs> right it was just funny because like and then they would think i'm your brother so being an elm is 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 very interesting in that sense with with the family but it happens, no. And I felt like my family also didn't have an identity because be like, oh, you're Lindsay Elm's dad, right? Or you're yeah. Lindsay's mom, you're Lindsay's brother. But it, it's going like, okay, yes, this thing happened to me, but and it was amazing. But hey, my other family members are killing it. They're doing amazing right. things. And it's kind of like, hey, if we're able to play off of each other and work together more than being competitive, then that's like the best thing that we possibly can. But it, it we've actually- always been ha- having like a sibling rivalry. We're always yeah. like... You know, I told Chris, like, you're going to be taller than me. You're going to be stronger than me. You're going to be older than me. I hope so. <laughs> like, you better be. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. It was always nice, though, when people ask, what, like, how you work, because then I wouldn't have to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can just talk about Lindsay. Yeah, I don't have crazy. to say me. She was on The Voice. I did, she did this. I was that, there. That is true. Like, when someone asks you, 
to talk about yourself, it's like awkward. It is. But then when they're like, how, like, how sad? I'm like, oh, she's doing this, she's doing that. Yeah. So it is like, you want them to be like, hey, how are you doing? But then, but then yeah, but then when it happens, you're like, oh damn. Like, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Want like, to I really don't it. want you to ask me. Yeah. Exactly. When I think to like play off of that, I. I struggled with that too because I don't really like talking about myself right. or it was really weird for me to start promoting myself or yeah. pumping myself up because I didn't know really. I was like, okay, do, am I doing this? And again, going back to the, the feeling of, do I have what it takes? Right. Am I doing this right? I don't know. And so it's funny when people ask you what you're doing and I feel like when you're creative, when you're in seasons of, oh, I don't feel like I'm as being as creative as I want to be. When people ask you, you oh. go, I have to think of something to come up with and what am I going to say? And it's like, I I feel like it's also important to just be honest in that moment. Like, Hey, I'm actually taking a break right now. I'm, I'm working on some other stuff and, but you know, still pursuing things. And cause people will always ask me after, after I started gigging a lot and then it kind of came down and took a little bit of a break and they're like, are you still singing? Like, yes, I'm singing every day. (laughs) You can come to the father's house. It's awesome. But it's like, I'm always singing i'm always thinking of things i'm always being creative but it's funny when people ask you to talk about yourself and it is this weird moment feeling okay how do i do this and i think i'm still learning on how do i do this in a healthy way where it doesn't come off as arrogant or cocky or self-centered it's it's this weird feeling of but that's how you have to be when you're creative and you're putting something out that you're passionate about i want to promote it and i want as many people to listen to it hear it watch it whatever it is but I think going back to the fact of if you're genuine in it and people can see your heart through it, right. it's easy for people to jump on your team and want to root for you, especially right. if they know you as a person right. and, and they can vouch for your character. But it is weird. It's weird to talk about yourself and promote yourself like that. Well, it's, it's so cool that like I love how aware you are of mm-hmm. yourself, especially coming off of something so grand. Because a lot of I know I know people if they got that chance, their ego would be like, wow, you know, <laughs> soaring. Room. Like, where's my water? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, dude. Like, it's just like, it's so, it's so nice to know, like, people, I would like to say that we're like that as well. Like, we, we have that mentality. And it's just, it's just, I, I love it. I, I, I just love it. Like, I love us. Now you're bragging. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, we're so good. Website right here. No. Here's all my handles. But it's, uh. it's true. It's, you know, there is this sense of pride sometimes when you are doing something that's cool and you want right. to promote that. But I think for me going into the voice and that process, I I wanted to have the right perspective about it and go, okay, this isn't my everything. My identity isn't in right. the voice. It's not in the show. And I think as long as you have the right perspective about things, then I was able to, you know, kind of not take myself too seriously or right. I didn't want to get prideful about right. this. I think I still, if anything... I got a little bit of a taste of how celebrities feel when people are calling their name and they're screaming for them and, you know, watching people care about your life. You do kind of get the sense of, whoa, okay, and I might be doing something that means something. Yeah, that's human. I feel like if anyone were were to have that, they'd feel the same. It's natural. But I think you have to have the right perspective about things. And because I didn't get wrapped up in the show, it wasn't my end all be all thing. There's people that if you get all wrapped up in that and think that that's your only chance, that's your only shot to your dreams or whatever you're wanting to chase after. And then it doesn't go the way you planned. Right. That's devastating. Yeah. Right. And I know people that it, it wrecked them for a while and, and you kind of have to build yourself back up and go, okay, no, I do have something. This, this rejection or this disappointment that I felt isn't the end all be all. I right. can pick myself up and use it as a tool and a resource to be able to move forward into the next thing. But 
it's it's hard and it's you know working through all those emotions and things but I I do want to be a person that's self-aware and knowing okay consistently working on myself and going what are my strengths what are my weaknesses and how do I blend those together to be the best version of myself I possibly can be it's a great great attitude especially nowadays Mm. I I can almost see uh the voice for her being like our Alaska Airlines and that's what I that's what I always be like I was like not to like say I'm over Alaska, but it's just like that's not my that happened and I'm like, what's next? kind of thing. Yeah. I'm super appreciative, of course, yeah. but like it's always weird when people like that's how they you know, it's the biggest thing that happened to us, but it's also like there's more to us than that, just that one job. Totally. That we've like there's three hundred sixty five days out of the year and we worked that job for like two days and it's No, like, it was it was seven. Oh my god. So seven the best days. week of my life. <laughs> no, but the, it's just like it's tough when it's when uh Okay, yeah. we're gonna have to You got this. It's tough I was gonna say it's it's challenging to have something be bigger than yourself. Yes. Like yeah. I'm not Alaska. I'm Chris Perry, Chris Hill, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just always felt like like that job kind of loomed over us where that was like our biggest thing, our best thing, the craziest thing that's happened to us. And but now, that's not even our best word. That's I like, know, I know. But that was because we were very constrained. Right. But it's like, it's like with the voice, it's like, okay, well, what's bigger than that? And then Alaska Airlines, what are we going to get that's bigger than that? Right. And I know there is those different avenues and we're going to, we're going to, it's going to happen, but it is one of those things that you kind of have to like toss aside and go, it's, it's fine. That happened. It's great. Something else helps you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You have to throw yourself in the lion's den. Like if you're surrounded by the same easy stuff, you're not going to grow. So what you did, you threw yourself like, I'm here. (laughs) And that's like that voice. Yeah, exactly. That's the best thing you can do. Like, I think people are scared to, you, you know, try something out of their comfort zone. Even me, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. And I have to have that extra push. But, at least, you know, at least I tried kind of thing. Absolutely. And I think that's the only way that you're going to learn and grow is you learn when you go past your comfort zone and you do things or you experience things that you never thought you'd be able to do or accomplish. And that's where the true growth happens. Exactly. And I think a, a lot of us, and, and I'm preaching the choir too, is we struggle with, I just want to play it safe. I want to take the safe route because mm-hmm. I know this route worked for me last time. But being creative is a risk. It's a risk stepping out. It's a risk putting out what you think is your best work or the things that have come out of your heart and your head and go, okay, I hope people like this. I hope they do. And it's that balance of caring what people think, wanting it to be good and wanting people to listen to it, watch it, whatever it is. But at the end of the day going, I want to create things that I love. And if I'm not passionate about it, then no one else is going to be passionate about it. But it is hard because you think you have those moments or those big experiences. You go, okay, well, what's next? What's next? Will there ever be something bigger? And it's kind of like, okay, continue on doing the little things that you've continued to do. And obviously through all of your experiences that you've had, it'll lead up to the next moment. And then what you learned then will lead up to the next moment. It's just continuing to do those little daily disciplines. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is through everything. And even what I'm continuing to learn now is do things right. Even when no one's watching, when Mm -hmm. people don't, 
they're not looking at you. Their spotlight's not on you right now. But it's like whether one person's looking at this or listening to it or millions of people are, I'm just continuing to pour my best self into it and go from there. And if that's where it ends and I'm content with that, then that's fine. And I think at the end of the day, it goes back to, well, what's your version of success? Mm -hmm. What's your version of what does that mean to you? And it might be uh, my version of success might be different than yours. It might be different than yours Mm -hmm. and going, okay, can I live in a place where I'm content with what I have, but just always chasing after that? I know there's more. I know there's more mm-hmm. in me. And life begins kind of outside of your comfort zone. So, and I feel like with the voice and different things that I've done, when you step out of your comfort zone and you do it, at the end of the day, you go, that wasn't that bad. Exactly. That was actually kind of fun. That's and I'm glad that I did is. that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you learn that. And then it just gets easier and easier every time that you do it. I mean, for me, I still have butterflies when I walk out on any stage and, I think that's important because you care and you want to do a good job. Exactly. But as long as you don't let those hold you back and you step into it and you go, at the end of the day, it's you're doing what you're passionate about and you're fulfilled in it. And it's just going to continue to get easier and easier as you go. Do you, do you have any more questions? Because I, I do. Okay. I have like one more. As hey, Have you been go. writing? So I've been trying to write as much as I can. Um, I've been working full time in this season and it's been busy. It's been full. I've been worship leading a lot and really enjoying that season of my life. And But at the end of the day, I do want to write not only projects that are worship, but are also, if you even want to call it secular world, but right. you know, it's like I want to write projects that are in both. Um, but I think I'm challenging myself. I think I took a little break for a while and goes back to that I don't even know if I have something to say. Do I have something that's worth being said? I don't know. And it's harder for me to step into that realm. And because I am a perfectionist and just want it to be good right away. But I think uh, recently I've been challenged and kind of had this spark again of just start, just start writing. And Mm. it doesn't have to be good right away. In fact, you kind of have to unclog the pipes for a lack of a better term to get the the gold out of there. And so I think it's starting to do those daily disciplines of, hey, I'm going to set aside even just 30 minutes today to write, whether that's poetry or whether that's a song. Um, I have a running dock on my phone that have lyrics and melody ideas. Voice memos are awesome to be able to use your phone and right. sing melodies into. Um, so I have a ton of stuff on my phone, voice memos. It's then just sitting down and putting those to something and yeah. working with the right people Um producer wise to take the ideas and the melodies I have in my head and put them out. But I've got some cool ideas for some projects that I've been thinking of. Um, me and a couple friends recently uh, recorded a cover of a song I'm excited about. So that will be coming out very, very soon. Sweet. Stoked about that. So that was fun. And that was kind of just a passion project that happened organically and naturally. So got some stuff in the works that I'm working on and still, still in that season of, okay, what's the next project look like? And I think the next body of work that I put out, I want it to be cohesive and I Mm -hmm. want it to be something that from start to finish, every song doesn't have to sound the same, but there's a, there's a cohesive theme throughout it. Some of my favorite albums are the ones where you can listen front to back and you go, Whoa, they told a story through that. They told a narrative through that. And so I think right now that's what I'm challenging myself to do. And, you know, putting the right team of people in place to go, okay, when I put out this body of work, it's going to be better than what I've done before and also have something that's it's just kind of cohesive and thematic throughout. So definitely pushing myself and I'm, I'm looking forward to 2019. I think going into this coming year, I definitely want to challenge myself into writing as much as I can. Nice. 
So if people want to find you, uh, the interwebs, real life, yes. where, where, where can we find you? Yes, I love connecting with people online. And so you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those different things, at Lindsay Elm. Um, I have a website, lindsayelm.com. It's two Ys. People always spell my name differently, but it's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-E-L-M. But you can find stuff on my website. You can find music on Spotify, on iTunes, underneath my name. And you can find YouTube as well under Lindsay O Music. But that's where you can find me. I'd love to chat with people who listen to the Atlas Project and uh, hear what you have to say. Send me creative ideas and uh, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, Chris, do you have any final thoughts or you, you I was gonna say thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. so much. It's been an honor to be on the Atlas Project and I'm excited to see where you guys go and take this in not only podcasts but video and creatively beyond. So stoked for you guys. Thank you. Yeah.